Hi, everybody. Stefan Molyneux from Free Domain Radio. When I was a kid, I, I loved Christmas. I, I didn't love Christmas in my household. It was usually kind of tense, but I loved the idea of Christmas, and I loved the Christmas I saw on television. I, I loved the Christmas I saw on the streets, the lights, the, the cheer, the singing of people who would come and knock on your door and sing carols. And, uh, and I loved the Christmas at my friends' houses. It was um, a warm and peaceful and happy time. Um, full-bellied conversations about the world and everything in it is always a great thing for me. I live for conversations, as you can probably tell from this show. And I'm, I'm half German. My mother is uh, German. And we had a Christmas album in my house, um, Oh, Tannenbaum, oh, Tannenbaum, oh, Christmas tree. And there was a Christmas tree, and I didn't understand many of the lyrics. I spoke German when I was younger, but not later. And I always loved the Christmas tree on that German album of Christmas songs. And there is something German about a lot of what goes on at Christmas. The fir trees, the the snow, the beer... <laughs> The food. And when I heard today, my daughter's birthday, I was out with her and my wife. I heard today that 12 are dead and 48 injured some brutally mangled in a Berlin Christmas marketplace. And we can use all the words we want. Alleged, suspect, could be. Just take those for granted as I'm talking. A man arrested at Victory Column. There was a dead man in the truck, 25-ton truck, full of metal. And um, everyone's like, ooh, it's a truck attack. No, it's not a truck attack. Shut up. It is not a truck attack. The truck didn't go sentient. It didn't go all Skynet on the Germans. It was inhabited. By who? Well... People say, somebody from Afghanistan, somebody from Pakistan, and um, people are reporting that ISIS or ISIL have claimed responsibility. And I went to read about it, knowing I was going to talk about it, and I saw a picture of a German Christmas tree on its side. And I had this, and I have these flashes, things you haven't thought about for years, just suddenly pop, vivid, virtual reality, 3D style into your brain. And I saw a picture of a shattered German Christmas tree on its side in this marketplace where this lunatic had plowed through Germans out there celebrating the spirit of Christmas, drinking tea and, and coffee and beer with loved ones, shopping for little trinkets for their children enjoying the music. Oh, Christmas tree, oh, Christmas tree. And then the truck comes barreling through like this portal opens up to some brutal medieval mind. And a truck comes shimmering through that portal full bore, rammed to the gills with metal bars and plows into the people. And red is the 
color of Christmas. It's supposed to be mistletoe. It's supposed to be wine. It's supposed to be Santa's big belly. You know what it's not supposed to be? It's not supposed to be children's innards sprayed up on a whitewashed wall. But this is where Europe is. There's quite a number of terrorist attacks in Europe today. In Switzerland, in Turkey, in Germany. Massive arrests in Belgium. Plots foiled! All over the place. Goalies aren't perfect. The balls will get through and they will explode. Now, we hear a lot about the evils of communism and other dictatorial systems. Chairman Mao with his 55 million dead. The Nazis starting a war that killed tens of millions of people. The Soviets with their 90 plus million dead. The expansion of Islam has, according to some calculations, resulted in the deaths of a quarter of a billion people. Or so. Who knows? There are, of course, Muslims who come to the West because they wish to live in the freedoms of the West. Because they appreciate, I assume, the separation of church and state and the chance to follow their own conscience and to follow their own religious teachings, free of roving gangs of plank-wielding lunatics who wish to enforce their medieval codes. But that's not all. Europe, the West, faces a crisis that is unprecedented in human history. Europe and the West faces a crisis that is unprecedented in human history. The wars that raged back and forth across Europe from the pre-Roman Empire through to the wars of religion, through to the Franco-Prussian War in the 19th century, through to the First World War, the Second World War, these were wars between and among Europeans, brutal, horrendous, horrific, should never be repeated. But in the end, of these wars, in the end, though the wars may have raised the blood level of the swamp, of the butcher's bill, of bloody combat, it may have raised it to knee height, it may have raised it to waist height, we may have been chest deep in the blood of Europeans, but at the end of it, at the end of these European wars, Europe, it was still Europe, but that is not guaranteed, that is not guaranteed. Now, I get a lot of messages from people in Europe who say they're not happy with the refugee policies, with the migrant policies, with the 22-year-old young men coming in claiming to be 15, with the fact that people are coming from countries not at war currently. Say this guy came from Pakistan. I don't believe Pakistan is currently deep in war at the moment. I get a lot of messages from Europeans. They're not happy. I understand it. 
And they say, well, if we speak out, we may face trouble. You may. But trouble is not a truck. You understand? You may face trouble. And in the past, your forefathers faced a draft and god-awful wars. We don't face that as yet. You may face trouble. The alternative, historically speaking, is pretty clear. So, my question to you, Europe, is what are you going to do? I know you didn't vote for it. I know you haven't been consulted. I know where there have been referendums, such as Brexit, the people speak, to diminish this madness that is occurring. This seppuku of a civilization that has brought great gifts to mankind for the past few thousand years. This unforced era of cultural suicide. I know you're not happy. But I'm telling you, it will not end. It will only escalate. Just look at the birth rates between Native Europeans and people coming in from other cultures. The math is pretty simple. I know you've gone to government schools, but the math, the lines are pretty simple to understand. You have very little time. Just Google demographic winter. You have very little time. And time, the little time that you have is not on your side. You must, you must, you must act. Do not accept this madness, this violence, this random predation as the new normal. I can't tell you what to do. I can tell you, you must do something. You must do something. Whether it is gathering together, whether it is protesting, whether it is having forceful conversations with those in your lives to rescue the glittering golden godhood of Western civilization from an existential threat unprecedented in its history. It comes down to you. Yeah, maybe it sucks that it comes down to you. I'm sure your grandfathers felt the same way. I'm sure your great-grandfathers felt the same way. You're not being dragged off to a World War I trench to be disassembled by distant shell fire and gassed until your lungs turn into oven mitts by mustard gas. You are not being forced into that. But you do have the choice, and you must take this choice to do something, do something, do something, do something, put something on the line. History is inevitable without counter-willpower. You understand? Whoever wants it most gets it. That is human history. That is evolution. Whoever wants it most gets it. Who wants Europe most? You or others? You inherited Europe. It's your job to keep it. Think of all the people who suffered and sacrificed to pass to you a Europe that was still relatively free. You cannot fail to be the link in the chain that breaks this civilization. You cannot. You do not have that choice. You do not have that right. You do not have that option. So act. 
act politically, act vocally, act online, act in person. Stake a claim, put down your roots, find your pride. Again, I know Europe is the seed of all that is evil around the world. Although Europeans were pretty good at inventing, I don't know, science, modern medicine, the free market, freedoms all around the world, the separation of church and state. Women's rights. Ooh, there's a good one. Let's remind the ladies about that. That's not granted. That's not going to last forever unless people defend it. Western women are the most privileged women across the world at any time in human history. Maybe you should remember that. Maybe they need to be reminded that that's not how it's going to be necessarily. Act and do something. You have elections coming up. I know. There are people around there who are bound up in the logical Gordian knot of saying, well, we have to be tolerant. Okay, let's say that's a virtue. Fine, it's a pretty pathetic virtue, but let's pretend it's a virtue. Okay, how about people and cultures who aren't tolerant? How about that? There's the little paradox for you. Care to unravel that before civilization comes crumbling down around your ears? I think you should. Frankly, I think it would really, really pay off for you to ponder that paradox of how do you be tolerant to the intolerant. You have votes. You have speeches. You have marches. You have something. You have an entire planet that can hear you speak if you only get up and raise your voice. Nothing is inevitable. Nothing is inevitable. But indifference makes willpower inevitable. Your indifference will make the willpower of others inevitable. And I know maybe it feels bad. Maybe you feel like you shouldn't. Maybe you feel like you're rocking the boat. Maybe you feel you'll get in trouble. (sighs) You did not get handed to civilization by strong men and strong women who wanted to avoid a little trouble. Do you know what civilization is? Both achieving it and maintaining it? Civilization is embracing trouble. Because the alternative is staring you straight in the face.